Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe, your way. Dobardan, my wondering friend. How's it going? That was actually a little Slovenian for you, and that's sort of just a general sort of good day kind of greeting that they use in Slovenia. So yeah, that's where we're going to travel to today is this nice little compact country of Slovenia. However, before we get started and, you know, placing it on the map and um, going into specifically the capital of this little country, I just want to, first of all, I have to just say this, as I'm recording this, it's May, it's May what? It's like May 7th. So it's early May. This is coming out almost at the on the last day of May. It's actually, I have this scheduled for May 30th, which is the day before I will be leaving to start my the next chapter of my life, if you will. So I'm sitting here in my room, which is also kind of in my, my little bedroom in my little office at my little desk in my childhood home and the home that I've been living in for the last 12 years, first with both of my parents and then um, for the last eight years just with my dad. And of course, you all know that my dad recently passed away a couple of months ago now. I can't believe I'm saying that. That's kind of surreal to me. I'm actually looking at a picture of him, so I hope I don't start crying. But I'm sitting here for what is going to be the final time recording an episode of the Wonder Your Way podcast in my room because from here on out, I'll be on the road or who knows, maybe in friends' homes or or something like that, at least for the foreseeable future. And I think I'm feeling a little nostalgic, I have to admit. I've got a lot of emotions. If you've been kind of also catching up on past episodes, episode I did before this, I kind of laid out kind of my life updates and my travel plans and I also had a blog post put out earlier in this month, um, kind of just um, maybe talking a little bit more about how this all feels emotionally, but um, it's very hard. I'm going to be probably a hot mess by the time I get on the plane on May 31st and head to Europe, you know, a lot of just mixed emotions. So as I sit here, I'm like, there's a lot of, I have a lot of firsts, obviously. Anybody that's lost a loved one, there's always like, you know, like I remember my mom passed away probably about a month before Mother's Day. And it was like, oh my God, this is the first Mother's Day that she's not here. So, you know, there's there's all those firsts where you don't have that person there. But I'm also kind of experiencing these lasts, um, the last time of being in the place that was home for me for, I mean, even when I lived in Colorado, even when I was in college or was lived in Colorado for 15 years, you know, this home was truly my childhood home. I mean, my mom swears she was pregnant when they were moving so because she wasn't feeling well. So, you know, this is where, and they never moved. So my parents, um, you know, my dad um, was here for 50, like almost 58 years. So all of my years, this has been my home. So it's really hard for me to, I know it's just bricks and mortar, you know, it's just, you know, your memories are in your heart and in your mind, but it is kind of hard for me 
as I kind of think about all the things that uh, happened in this house growing up. So, so lots of emotion, lots of lots of just letting myself feel all the feels, as I say, and have those emotions, be sad, um, be nostalgic and all of that. So yeah, so this is the last recording of the Wonder Your Way podcast coming from my childhood home. <laughs> so this is where I started it. And yeah, this is where it's going to be a to be continued. Okay, so enough of that nostalgia stuff. So we are actually going to travel to, as I said, the capital of Slovenia, which is Ljubljana. It's really kind of a, (laughs) it looks kind of like there's, it's like you kind of want to be like, Vanna, can I buy a vowel, please? Because there's lots of consonants in there. But uh, Ljubljana, it's L-J-U-B-L. J-A-N-A, is just this lovely little small capital. If you're not a big city person, this may be a really great capital city for you to check out. So first, I want to place it on the map. So I will say this, that Slovenia kind of sits, it's pretty small, and it sits to the east of Northern Italy. It's south of Austria. And it's kind of a little bit to the, how shall we say this, to the west of Croatia. Croatia's really kind of gotten a lot of love these days. Um, over the past couple of years, I feel like Croatia's kind of been one of those countries that like people are now starting to go to because of the beautiful coastline and all the islands. So a lot of people who want to be by the water will go to Croatia. Well, Slovenia is sort of, I guess it's sort of north and west of Croatia, south of Austria. And like I said, then it's just to the east of northern Italy. Like if you look at Venice, you can kind of just follow the coastline over and you'll gradually get over there. It's a very, very small country. If you go back and listen to episode number five, I have a great episode on kind of an overview of Slovenia and kind of some of the the great things there are to do there. But if you're able to Google it, if you're not, you know, driving or on your bicycle or something like that and can Google it and place it on a map, you can see that Ljubljana as the capital city is pretty much in the center of the country. So it's going to be if you if you happen to maybe fly in or maybe train in it's probably going to be where you're going to start because it's the largest it's obviously it's a capital city it's the largest city not all that big so you can kind of get an idea that all the other places are are definitely small but it would be kind of that that kind of transport hub in that if you're driving, you may come over from different areas. If you're driving over from Croatia, or if you're driving over from Italy, or maybe you're coming down from um, kind of maybe the southern part of Austria, you may come in at a different area. But anyway, let's talk about Ljubljana because this is such a wonderful little capital. Like I said, it is a great spot to go if you're not a big city. Like if you get overwhelmed by a Rome or a Berlin or a Paris or a London, um, I'm over here raising my hand on some of those because they are kind of big. Ljubljana is just a delightful little capital to to explore and to not to feel like you're sort of in a city, but you're not. You almost feel like you're in this kind of larger 
town. I mean, and I use those terms loosely because city and town, like to me, it's like I live in a place that's technically a city. It's sort of a, it's outside the city limits of Cincinnati, but it's the city of Sharonville, but I wouldn't call it a city. <laughs> it's a town. So um, I use those inter- interchangeably. Anyway, so why would you want to come to Ljubljana then? You know, for it's, you know, it is small. And I will say there's not a ton to do here. It, there's not like a lot of sites. You know, you think about a place like a Paris or a London, and there's like so many things to do that you can't, you could stay for a month and you probably still wouldn't see everything. You know, with Ljubljana, you could probably stay a few days, you know, maybe two or three days, and you could hit most of what you wanted to see and do. So here are some of the things that I kind of recommend doing. The first thing is Ljubljana does have a castle. And I think that this is kind of one of those things that you'll want to do. It sits uh, kind of above the town, if you will. It's a little bit of a, a hike or a climb to kind of get up to it. It's not actually that long of a walk, but if you're reasonably fit and, you know, in the day is nice. You can just take your time and go up it and kind of stop. It's not that long. It does kind of take you uphill. And, you know, I always say it's always good to kind of get out and move because there's always good food. So you can burn off the food or maybe kind of give yourself like, oh, yeah, I earned that extra food because <laughs> I did that walk up to the castle. So anyway, you can take guided tours of the castle um, or you can kind of do it on your own. I actually did an audio guide. I'm kind of curious now. I'm going to kind of link up to the castle, but I'm betting that a lot of a lot of places since COVID have gone to apps on your phone, on your smartphone, so you can kind of listen to the, your guide that way versus kind of, you know, getting the audio guide from the um, visitor center. But I would highly recommend going to this lovely castle. It's 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 really kind of it, it's interesting. You know, I remember looking at some places where they were like there were cells of, you know, where they like put people that, you know, had misbehaved. And of course, there are great views because you are sitting above the town. So you're going to have views of the town. And then because there are so many mountains and all kinds of trees, Slovenia is definitely known for its nature. You'll get some really great views from up there. The other thing is they the castle tends to have a lot of kind of events like music, film, things like that. So you may be able to time it to go and take in an event while you are in Ljubljana and be able to see it. But it's really cool because, you know, like there's still like the walls around it and there's some towers and there there is a lot of it that you can actually tour. So I would highly recommend doing a tour of the castle and taking it in. So that would be one of the first things that I would highly recommend. Another one that you'll want to do is there are actually two churches. I want to be sure I get them right. So there's, I call it the pink church. (laughs) So, and that is, I think it's the Franciscan church. and. I call that the it's it's the it's the pink church. I thought it was really cool. Some people kind of think it's a little dark. I really liked it. So I got some I mean, there's always like I don't I didn't think it was that dark. I mean, you know, the beautiful paintings up on the ceiling. It's pretty ornate. So 
I would highly recommend going into that church and checking it out. I think I kind of caught it at the tail end right before they were going to start like a noontime service. So I didn't get to spend too long in there, but I got in there long enough to be able to, to get a few photos and to take it in. And I thought it was stunning. Now, the one that I didn't get into because I didn't time it out, and that is the cathedral, which is the Church of St. Nicholas. It just seemed like I kept Every time I went by, I just wasn't timing it out right to be able to get in there. But everybody says that it is absolutely beautiful. It's a Baroque style church. And I understand that it's got some really great works of art in it. I know that there was a really cool door on the outside that I did get a picture of. So those are the two churches. And the cathedral kind of sits closer to um, City Hall, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. So that would be, you know, if you want to get into the churches, which I always recommend because I really feel like it's a great way to kind of understand some history and some culture of a place and its people, then you'll want to take in the Franciscan church, which is which I kind of refer to as the pink church. It is pink, sort of this pinky peachy salmon color. You can't miss it. And then the cathedral, the Ljubljana Cathedral, which is the Church of St. Nicholas. So check out both of those for sure for a little kind of art and architecture and that whole kind of religious background. That's the next thing I would recommend doing. The other thing that I would recommend is to take actually a walking tour. I went with Ljubljana Free Tour and I think they've got the, is it the yellow umbrella? They're, they're yellow. Their color is yellow. So I think their people wear yellow hats or have a yellow umbrella or something like that. And of course, free tour means they do it donation-based. Please always, 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 always give your guide money. These people do not do it for free. And I would say that taking a walking tour of the city, first of all, because it's not very big, it's easy to do. And I think that you always get such a great sense of a place and, again, the culture, the people, the history. I, unfortunately... I had some extenuating circumstances when I was in Ljubljana. I had kind of messed up a camera lens. And so I had to kind of uh, take care of some of that. And then when I went on the tour, I actually didn't go on the tour until like almost like my last day. So I really wish I would have done it the first day, but I had to go take care of the camera. And then it rained. During a lot of my tour, however, I would say the guide was great, and it, I still felt like I got a great overview of the of the city, and it kind of put pulled everything together for me. But take a walking tour. Try to do that when you first get there. Ljubljana Free Tour would definitely be a company that I would recommend if you want to do something kind of with a group of people. Certainly, you can always hire a private guide, which is even better. So take a walking tour. And I will hook up to uh, Ljubljana Free Tour in the show notes. The other thing is there is this really wonderful outdoor market and it's called, I just think they call it the Central Market. And it really is kind of in the in the center of the historical part of Ljubljana. And on a Saturday, if you can be there on a Saturday, I think they... I think they have had a couple of days a week. They may do one other kind of day that's kind of a big day, but Saturday is definitely the big day. So this is kind of the big day that all the locals will also be out doing their shopping. And let me tell you, there are lots of stalls. There's all kinds of fresh, 
fruits and veggies and there's breads and meats and cheese and honey and jams. You can actually, if you if you're wanting to just get something and maybe have lunch, you can get some prepared foods right there as well. I loved it. I was actually staying in an Airbnb for, I think I was there for like four or five nights. So I had a few nights that I was kind of making my own dinner. I went out a couple times. So I'll get to that in a moment. But, you know, being able to pick up this this fresh fruit and veg, uh, me as a vegetarian, that's kind of the basis of my diet, should be the basis of most of our diets. But anyway, there was so much there. And it was just really great because you know that you were there, you could pick out other people who were tourists or travelers like you, but then you could look and you could see all the locals coming and doing their shopping, you know, to get them through the next few days, having all this fresh fruit and veg and, you know, meats and cheeses. And mm, 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 it was all very, very good. So I highly, highly recommend if you can be there over a weekend to hit up the central market, especially if you're there kind of more in that kind of spring into early fall, um, early autumn season, that will be the best because I got some delicious food there. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Now, I have to tell you this, (laughs) and you're going to laugh at me. Right by the central market was something, and I don't know, I can't, I'm not going to be, I don't know if I can find out if they still have this or not. But if you're at the central market, look around to one side and see if you see the milk machine. It's a Milkomat. You can buy fresh milk from this milk machine. This was like one of my favorite things about Ljubljana. I know it sounds crazy. I think I actually have a video of it somewhere. I don't know if I still have that video on my phone. So you can, like, if you don't have a bottle to put it in, you can purchase a bottle for, I don't know, like 30 euro cents. And you can get, I think that was a liter, a liter bottle. And I got a liter for like a euro. Now, okay, this was a few years ago. This was 2019. So I don't know, with inflation, prices might be up, but it was the best, freshest milk that I've ever had. I know not everybody's a dairy person. I'm a vegetarian, but I, I'm not a vegan. So, and I do love my dairy because I love my cheese. So the milk from this machine, it was seriously, it was the best. I was so excited about the milk machine. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like you just, and it comes out and it gives you your milk, just like you would like a, I don't know, a soda or something like that. So the milk machine. If the milk machine still is there, it's right by the central market. Look for it. Get some really great fresh milk. Seriously, the milk is good. Don't be afraid of it. It was delicious and very inexpensive. So anyway, that's the milk machine. Don't miss the milk milk machine. (laughs) In Ljubljana, I know. I'm a little crazy. What can I say? (laughs) So one of the other things that you'll want to do, and I think I just sort of popped in to town hall, but in the historic center, you're going to find this mm, this monument. I think there's a kind of a fountainy thing around it. You'll see all the flags in front of it. It's kind of hard to miss, and that's the town hall, the city hall, if you will, town city hall. And there's the, the, first of all, the fountain in front is really kind of cool, and it's known as the Roba R O B B A fountain because um, Francesco Roba actually built that. And then, and and I would just say kind of that, there's kind of, there's kind of a little square there, but yet it's not. It's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of doesn't remind, 
it's a little different from like a piazza, a town square in Italy. Um, but there is, it does seem to be sort of a gathering place, like in front of in front of City Hall uh, by this fountain. So it's a good place. You can kind of sit there and you can kind of people watch. But inside, I found a really cool art exhibit. It was it was free. It was open. I kind of wandered around a little bit. And they do guided tours, I think, on certain days, maybe on Saturdays. Uh, I'm going to put a link to the website. But then you would get to explore areas that aren't open to the public, you know, like what when I went in and I just happened to wander in and see this really cool art exhibit. But I would actually stop by the town hall. If you can go in, if you can maybe get on, um, again, if you're there, maybe on a, on a Saturday when they have the tours, then you could do a guided tour of the city hall. It's a really cool building. There's, you know, kind of like, you know, it's got the clock tower up on top and everything. It was really, really nice um, and it was beautiful inside. So if you want to kind of do something like that, get a better sense of some of the, maybe the architecture, the history, the culture of both Slovenia and then specifically Ljubljana, this would be a good thing to do. But I would at least... Be sure you spend some time in the town square around the fountain and at least pop your head into the town hall and check that out. So what else is there to do in this little place, in this little capital city of Ljubljana? Well, I would say that there's a couple of things. Number one, I'm always a fan of just wandering the streets, right? Because I, I feel like you kind of wander around and and that's when you kind of stumble on kind of things. And Ljubljana, because it's so small, you really don't have to go very far. <laughs> so, so, but I remember one day I just, I did kind of wander around a little bit and I kind of tucked down some little lanes and, you know, just kind of seeing where, where people are hanging out, um, where people are living, more shops and cafes and restaurants and things that you can kind of find. It's a great place to wonder about for sure. And you've got kind of both the historical part and then you can kind of wander around outside of that historical part, just cross over one of the bridges and you can kind of see some other areas. It's really, really not that big of, of a city that you can see, you know, you can see quite a bit of it, um, at least, you know, most of it fairly easily and just kind of walking around. You're not going to get way out into maybe the the outer edges, but that's fine. You can see kind of the bulk of the city and some of the little parks and things like that. The other thing is there's you know, just really a strong culture because there's there's kind of like this little river that goes through the town. And so there's a lot of little like, you know, cafes and restaurants to sit along the river and just have a drink, you know, a cup of tea or a cup of coffee have a meal and just sit and just relax and be, especially if you've got good weather. This is something that you'll see a lot of the locals doing. So that would be something else that I would just highly recommend. I have to admit my weather was a little iffy when I was there. So I didn't get to do this. And it's kind of one of those things that's like, oh, I want to go back to Ljubljana and I want to be able to just kind of sit and be. Now, the other thing is they do run some cruises on the river. So it may be worth kind of taking a little a little tour and getting again that we you would get some more information on Ljubljana and Slovenia by taking a little tour on the river as well. Again, I I, I because I had this I had the issue of the camera lens to deal with and then I didn't have the best weather. So, unfortunately, that kind of got in the way of me doing a couple things like that. I will say this, there are some really good restaurants to also try 
one of my favorites was, I'm going to have to find it now. I think it was called Guzina, G-U-J-Z-I-N-A. Uh, it was very traditional. It's in the heart of the um, historic town. And, you know, they do a lot of, um, you know, you'll get kind of, uh, I, I guess I would say a little bit of that Slavic influence. So you get like stews and goulashes and things like that. Those hearty meals, you know, something that's a little bit thicker than a soup. And the one thing that I found was that they did a lot of stuff with pumpkin. So like pumpkin seeds, pumpkin, pumpkin seed oil, pumpkin flesh. I actually had a pesto. Uh, it was kind of like a, I don't know if it was kind of a, um, like a pasta-y sort of something rather, but the pesto was instead of, you know, pesto is usually made, I think with pine nuts, if I'm not mistaken. So they used pumpkin seeds. Oh, I had an, it was a gnocchi. That's right. And it was delicious. So try the food. The food's really good. I, I can attest. I'm sure that a lot of the meat is good. The cheeses are good. So be sure to check out. Um, that would be kind of one of my strong recommendations for a restaurant to eat there. Again, that's Guzina. G-U-J-Z-I-N-A. It was really, really tasty. I was I'm looking at the picture of it on my website. I'm going, hmm, that, that looks really good. You know, the other thing is, Right in front of the pink church, you're going to see there's like the triple bridge. So, and it's a beautiful area that, so it's a triple bridge because the pink, the pink church sits kind of across the river in the, not in the historic district, if you will. And then there are these three bridges that sort of all come together and it's really pretty there. And you'll want to like, you know, stop and maybe take some pictures and kind of just enjoy these these lovely bridges that kind of all sort of come together. So, um, and again, that's right in front of the Franciscan Church, the Pink Church. So you can't miss that. You know, and I'd say you know that's that's kind of it. I it's it really is a small city, and it's not going to be one like I said that you're going to have a boatload of sites to take in, and that's okay. You know, I, I really feel like you could probably spend maybe two or three nights here, kind of depending on, you know, when you would get there. Just make sure you would have maybe like at least maybe two full days to be able to maybe do a walking tour, do some other things. You know, a day and a half might be enough as well. Like if you were to come in and you'd have the afternoon and the evening and then you'd have another full day. That way you could get up to the castle and maybe see some of the churches. But it's... It's just got a nice kind of relaxed atmosphere about it. You know, you get into some of these cities and as beautiful as they are, they can feel a little hectic sometimes, right? I'm thinking of Rome. <laughs> Rome always feels hectic. Even, you know, London feels hectic or Paris feels hectic. But Ljubljana, because it's small and I don't know, it just feels pretty relaxed. And here you are in a city that, you know, has quite a, at least a, a bit to offer so maybe put it on your list. I would certainly put Slovenia on, on your list. You know, it's interesting as I'm recording this, it's like I said, it's early May. And I actually just got back earlier this week from the time I'm recording it from Colorado. I was out there visiting friends. For those of you who don't know, I lived out there for 15 years. 
I was visiting friends, shout out to some of my my dear my near and dear girlfriends, Sue, Julie, and Jenny. Shout out especially to Sue because she was the one that I stayed with and and carted me around places and that I spent the most time with, which was wonderful. But Jenny and I were talking about travel and she's been to Slovenia and she happened to, we were just, you know, talking about all the places in Europe and she brought up Slovenia. And, and I knew that I had this podcast on my, on my calendar to, to record on Ljubljana. So it kind of like sparked after talking to her a little bit about Slovenia, I was like, yeah, I need to go back to Slovenia now that I'm sitting here and talking about Ljubljana and thinking about Slovenia. I'm like, yeah, I need to put, I need to get back to Slovenia pretty soon. And the the capital city really is a wonderful place. And like I said, it's it's a good city for people who are not big city people, who do not like big cities. It's a great introduction. It's it is actually the smallest of the European capitals. So if that tells you anything, because I know there's, you know, there's a lot of you know, you think about you think about Berlin and you think about Prague and you think about Rome and you think about London and they're all big cities, big bustling cities. This is definitely not that. I think that you would just as not as somebody maybe who is not so much of a city person, you may just absolutely fall in love with it. Now, if you are a city person, you're gonna be like, there's nothing to do here. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. It's gonna feel more like a town if you decide to go. But I do highly recommend if you are going to Slovenia to at least spend a couple of nights here and take it in. I do think that Slovenia is best for all the outdoor things. And I think if you go back, I'm going to link up. I know episode five is the one that I do the the overview. And then it's episode number 30 that I talk about Lake Bohin. So um, those are two other episodes that I will link to in the show notes so you can hear more about Slovenia. But yeah, you kind of really don't want to miss the capital, at least spending a couple of nights there. All right. So I'm going to end our Ljubljana, Slovenia episode here. But you know what? I actually, believe it or not, I must have been begging for reviews. I actually got a few reviews. So I have to read. I think I actually have two of them. Well, I got two of them on the same day. They're, they're very recent, at least from the time that I'm recording this. So let me read out this one. And I know, I know, I think I know who this person is. <laughs> I actually think I'm planning a trip for them. It's uh, Leslie0417. Thank you, Leslie, for this wonderful review that I'm about to read. And I, if I'm thinking it's the right person, I'm planning a great trip for her and her family to Europe. So um, so thank you. Thank you for, for taking the time out to do this because I know you're a busy person. So she says, Lynn is always full of great information about all sorts of different European destinations. Her info and tips make planning our trip easier, and I'm excited to put it all to good use this summer during our European vacation. Thank you, Leslie. I very, very much appreciate that wonderful review. And then I've got another one from Susan S.D. She says, my friend Karen R., and I think I know who Karen R. is, told me about this podcast recently. I've really enjoyed it. It helps me to fantasize about travel during routine commutes. I've started thinking realistically about European travel with my family again post-pandemic. Plus, it's like making a fun and upbeat audio friend. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. Oh, you're welcome, Susan. I love that. I, I'm glad that um, that I, you feel like I'm a friend. And if you're a friend of Karen's, then you're a friend of mine. So 
I'm very happy to have a couple of reviews. So please keep bringing those reviews in because again, that helps me grow the podcast and helps me reach more people who are interested in going to Europe and need some help with destinations or tips. So keep it up. I love to read those reviews. And if you keep bringing them in, I'm going to keep reading them on 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 uh, on the podcast here on an episode and share those reviews with all of you. Let's see what else. I'm trying to think about a little housekeeping. Don't forget that you, um, if you're not on the email list, do go over to wonderyourway.com, W-A-N-D-E-R, wonderyourway.com. And there are several places where you can sign up to the email list. There's something right there on the homepage and you can kind of get a free little PDF from me and get on the list. And, you know, you just kind of get a a weekly email, which is either the blog post or the podcast. It's just like, hey, the podcast is out or hey, the blog post is out. You can go check it out. And then twice a month, I put out some other informational emails that maybe have some other like links to some stories that I've come across, um, you know, maybe from other publications, websites, and that that I just think are interesting and I think may be helpful for you. You can also make a donation because as you know, there are no sponsors as of yet on the podcast. There's probably going to come a time where it's going to be helpful for me to make a little money and I might have to start doing some of those silly ads. I don't like to do that because I know we all listen to those podcasts and it's like, then there's like an interruption and it's like, now a word from our partners. And then you get interrupted with that. And, you know, I think we all just sort of tolerate it, but it's not the nicest. And yeah, I'd like to avoid it, but I may not have, I may have to break down eventually. But if you want to help keep me from doing that and prolong having to have sponsors or partners, then you can find that little coffee cup down on the right hand corner of the website, any page on the website. I think it's all there. And you can make a little donation. So that's always helpful. I've gotten some really great people that have just been so generous um, with their donations. Yeah, that's it. And as this comes out, it's going to be the day before I take off, like I said, for the next chapter of my life. So I really hope that you'll continue to listen, maybe read the blog post because the blog posts always have far more photos. So as I'm digital nomading around and exploring more of Europe, there will be a lot of new information coming your way. And I'm really excited about it. Bittersweet, as I sit here and record this final episode in my room, Um, not final episode of Wonder Your Way, but final episode of recording here in my childhood home. Yeah, it's, um, it is bittersweet, but I'm, I, I feel... I feel ready to, in some ways, I feel very ready to kind of move on and kind of hit that next phase of my life, the next season of my life, as we like to say. So I'm going to stop rambling and I'm just going to end it here and just say to everyone, until next time, happy travels. Happy travels.